Hey guys, and welcome to Outside the Orange Bubble. Um, we're Alina and Archika back again after winter break. And uh, guess where we are at? We are currently at the great, beautiful, amazing, phenomenal Princeton University. We were chilling over winter break and we thought we would come back for at least two more kind of special episodes, perhaps more, perhaps not, since we're all kind of already back here. And I think a lot of the communication will transition to in-person since we are privileged to be together. Not a lot of schools get that. So yes, we wanted to introduce our first episode of 2021. We hope that everyone had a great New Year's. And Alina, how has quarantine been for you so far? You kind of came a little bit later on the end of things, right? Yeah, so I moved in on the 24th. I know Stephanie and Archika moved in a little earlier in the week, so they're practically done with quarantine. Um, but yeah, I moved in. Um, it was okay. It was a bit rough, like moving because some of the moving stuff didn't go as well. But hey, I'm here. Um, cleaned my room, decorated the dorm. COVID test is negative, so we could act. I could actually see Archika and Stephanie. We could meet today, and Archika and I actually tried recording this intro in person, but it came out terrible because <laughs> we were yelling through our masks and there were like people interrupting us so we had to stop and awkwardly stare at them so that they would go away but well said <laughs> yeah that's basically what happened so yeah but uh we just thought we'd just go back to zoom and record this but yeah I am feeling exactly you know I'm ecstatic um got got there's like so many more people to meet and so much more people to like you know form deeper connections with and yeah, I, I've been pretty chilling. What about you? I know you're out of quarantine. Any fun things you've done? Yeah, no, I think definitely during quarantine, uh, just like as a note, we were all very safe. We were, you know, outside, mask, distant, all that jazz. So during my quarantine and after that, I have been able to do quite a few things. I did a little bit of painting with my friend Ethan. Shout out to Ethan. He gave me his watercolors. And I played volleyball with these random kids that I just saw and asked to join, and they were pretty welcoming, which is really nice. And I've just been able to meet people as well. I went out into town yesterday for the first time since I got out of quarantine, and I'm just super excited for the next four months that we have here. I'm just so happy to be here. I think this is such a much-needed change of pace. The past year has been so stagnant for me that I just really needed to put myself in a different place. But I think right now it is a good time to talk about who our next guest is. So Alana, if you want to introduce them. All right. So our next guest and a very special guest, because this guest is a member from the class of 2025, is Alan. And Stephanie got a chance to sit down and speak with him. He recently committed to Princeton under the QuestBridge program. So go Alan. He is a TikTok star. He has a lot of followers. And we're just very excited to introduce him to you guys he actually reached out to us so we're actually very glad about that it just shows how much of a big reach we have oh my god <laughs> right of course no I mean, like we're such important people that people start reaching out to us you know I'm like wow no I think Alan the fact that he reached out to us embodies like the enthusiasm and energy that this incoming class will have because mm -hmm. they spent so much of their high school experience just indoors and I really think that this conversation with Alan and Stephanie is super cool and that we will learn a lot from someone who this time is not from our class, but from another class. So we hope that you guys will enjoy it. All right. And see you guys for our next special episode. We're not giving you any spoilers.
All right. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Outside the Orange Bubble podcast. We are here today with a special guest, Alan, who is actually in the class of 2025. And yeah, we can jump straight into it. So do you want to introduce yourself, where you're from, and maybe why you decided to reach out, why you're interested in Princeton, and anything else you would want the listeners to know about you? Yeah, for sure. All right. So my name is Alan Gutierrez, and I'm from the D.C. metropolitan area. I live in Maryland, right outside of D.C. Um, so again, I'm class of 25. Um, I was born and raised in the U.S., but my parents are both from Honduras. Um, and I was personally very attracted to Princeton because I have a lot of interest in civic engagement and social, social justice awareness and advocacy work. Um, and so I really liked Princeton's unofficial motto, which was like in the nation's service and the service of humanity. That like really set out to me a lot. Um, and honestly, I didn't know that much about Princeton until like about a month or two before I applied. Um, so where I'm from, most people usually just go to like our state school, which is like the University of Maryland. Um, but I don't know, I kind of wanted to get out of Maryland, um, look for like other things. Um, so I started looking at other schools, found out about Princeton, found out about um, SPIA, like the public policy program. Mm -hmm. And so I applied as that, um, which fit a lot of my interests. I like how intersectional it is with like politics and economics and like psych and sociology and just the social sciences as a whole. Um, and so, yeah, and I'm totally in love with Princeton, committed like an hour after I got like the decision, like <laughs> I'm super happy to be a part of the class of 2025. Yeah, how was your decision? I know when I got my decision, which feels like forever ago, I kind of just stared at it because this tiger appeared, it said congrats, and I was like, I guess I'm in, but yeah, how was it for you? Yeah, for sure. So I applied through QuestBridge, which is a program for first generation slash low income students. Mm -hmm. um, and so the way it works for us is you like rank schools, um, depending on your preference. Um, so I ranked five. And when you get your decision, it's, it was honestly, I was like so confused because it like, the first thing that comes up is like these big, like bold letters that say like you've been matched. And so like, I knew I like matched a college, but then the like college was like hidden somewhere in like the text. So in my reaction video, I'm literally just like so confused, like looking for the name of like the college. Um, but then as soon as I like saw Princeton, I was just like, no way. <laughs> like, I was just like, no way. Like, I like truly like didn't believe it. Um, and there's still like some days where I'm just like, damn, like I'm really going to Princeton. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's definitely, I've been like happy like ever since, <laughs> if we're being honest. Um, it's definitely like a, a very good feeling. Yes, huge congrats to you. And also, I know that you said your parents are immigrants, so I bet they're super proud of you. How has their reaction been? And it must be just super exciting for you. So I would love to know your thoughts about that. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, both of my parents were from Honduras. My dad didn't go past the sixth grade and my mom finished high school, but never got to finish college over there. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely the both of them were like pretty much just in shock and just like, they couldn't believe that one had gone into Princeton and two um, on a full ride pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, and so I remember like running downstairs as soon as I got my like decisions letter and just like being like, like I matched and then like them like asked me where as a Princeton and then my mom and my sister just like started crying when like in like disbelief pretty much. Um, and actually I don't live with my dad. So I had to, I like rang him up like later in the day and told him and yeah, he was like, he was just in shock too. Um, he watches like a lot of like college like basketball and stuff so he like knew what Princeton was but like having to explain I guess like how like prestigious and just like how like big of an accomplishment it was 
to him like when he finally like realized he like was just like in like such disbelief <laughs> we'll have you yeah. of course that is so awesome so going back a little bit i want i guess i'm curious about how your application process was so you said you applied through QuestBridge, and i know your senior year was probably just all kinds of crazy with quarantine and virtual classes so what did you think about the princeton application i know we talked a little bit earlier about how they canceled rea so Maybe a few of your plans got uh, disrupted, things like that. But how was the application process? And I think everyone in your class should be done with applying by now. But if you have any yeah. general advice for upcoming classes, I have no idea who's going to be listening to this. But <laughs> if you have any thoughts about the whole process. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so yeah, so I applied through QuestBridge, which is like a completely kind of like different process than just doing like Common App or Coalition. Um, so the QuestBridge application itself, I wanna say it was due like September 28th, 29th. It was like due like sometime like at the end of September. And then so on October, what day was it? It was, wait, was it October or November? Wow, I already forgot. But pretty much like a month or two later, you find out if um, you're a finalist, which pretty much means like, once you become a finalist, that's when you like fill out all like the supplements for like the schools you ranked. Um, and yeah, so it's a little different. Instead of like sending individual applications, you kind of like apply to QuestBridge first and then like rank schools based on your preference, um, depending on if they're a QuestBridge partner. And so Princeton was one. And so um, obviously I ranked it. And then, so after that, when I found out I was a finalist, it's a very quick turnaround. I wanna say it's about like nine days to do like all your supplements. So I applied to five schools and I think in total, it was like about 20 supplements um, in terms of like short answers, yeah. So it was like, as soon as I woke up, like, you know, I'd go to Zoom classes as soon as they were done. Like I would just like work on my supplements all day. Um, and it was pretty much like that for like a few days. And then I think I submitted all my supplements like the day before they were due, um, which I think it was November 1st. And then, so after that, it's pretty much just a waiting game until December 1st. Um, and then depending on like what schools you rank and stuff, you can get an interview. Um, Princeton did not offer any interviews um, for QuestBridge kids. So I didn't get one. Um, well, nobody did, but I do remember Princeton supplements being the longest out of like all the schools I ranked. Um, and I just remember being like, wow, like this is literally like the longest like supplement like I had ever done. And I honestly, like, I didn't, I didn't know how to feel, you know, it's like a nine day turnaround. So the supplements are like a little rushed. And I think for QuestBridge, we have a few different supplements than um, what appear on like Common App because it's like our own like QuestBridge like supplemental thing in the Princeton portal. Um, so that was definitely different. It was definitely just like nerve wracking, honestly, like one week I'd be like, okay, I feel pretty good. The other week I'd be like, man, like I think I should have tried harder like on my supplements. Um, and then December 1st came around and I just remember being like a nervous wreck. Like I couldn't sleep like the night before and just being like nervous all day. And they don't really tell you when the decision is gonna come out you just get an email like as soon as it comes out and the company well, like more yeah like the organization like Westbridge is like based in California so like me being on the east coast I like had to wait like longer in the day for it to come out and yeah as soon as it came out like I just remember I was downstairs and then I was in a like I was in a few group chats with like a bunch of people who applied it through Questbridge and I just remember saying like someone saying oh like decisions are out but I don't know why I thought they were like kind of messing with me at first <laughs> Um, but I was like, whatever, like, let me go check it. And then I went to go check it. And then I saw that, you know, decisions were really out. And I was like, so nervous to hit the like click status update button. 
Um, but yeah, as soon as I clicked it, I just saw like you've been matched and then I searched um, to see what's cool and it was Princeton and Princeton was my top choice. It was, I guess you could say like my dream school. Um, it was definitely just like a school that I'd always like been very fond of and like really hope to get into. So it's very nice that my dream school is now reality. Yeah, amazing. The college application process seems so long ago for me, but I definitely remember, I think I felt that Princeton, the Princeton supplement was, it was trying to get to know you a little bit more than other colleges. Like you said, it was pretty lengthy, but yeah. it was kind of fun, but I do remember it was stressful. Yeah, so. Yeah, for sure. I definitely think I learned like a lot about myself, like through yeah. the college, like at process, like there's just like so much that like, you really have to like think about yourself and like what your values are kind of when you write these supplements um, and really just like kind of conveying like your own like personal like beliefs and um, your own personal like I guess like goals and like stuff like that like I just remember most of the supplements were mainly talk about kind of like activities you've done or like stuff you're passionate about um, so it was really nice to be able to talk about things that many people like I mean to me are very significant but to many other people might not be as significant so it's very nice that Princeton was kind of like very open in that sense and really let you talk about stuff you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. Right. That was the most time I've spent writing or thinking about my life in yeah. general. But <laughs> yeah. you hate you hate it in the process, but it definitely helps you after you've gone past it. So maybe diving into a few things that you might have written about in your application, your supplement. What are some things you did in high school or some things you hope to continue at Princeton? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm definitely very into advocacy work and social justice awareness um, and stuff like that. So throughout high school, honestly, I didn't really get involved with a lot of like organizations um, until I say like about a year ago. Um, so that's when I really started to dive into like student advocacy work and stuff like that. And so my first gateway into that was this organization called Students Towards Equitable Public Schools. And then so through that organization, I would talk a lot about my county and like things we could improve on. Um, I did a video series on how my county's pretty much like de facto segregated um, and stuff like that and kind of like why like that's bad and like the benefits of having like diverse schools. And then from there, I entered into another organization called Montgomery County Regional Student Government Association. So it's pretty much like my county wide like student government association. Um, and so in that I'm in the chief of staff department and I'm a finance coordinator. Um, and it's pretty cool. I get to run this thing called a grant program. So pretty much local organizations will apply for X amount of money for X reason. Um, and we decide whether or not we think it's would make a good positive impact within uh, my community and stuff like that. So it's really cool. Um, definitely the most significant stuff that I think this past year we were able to give money to is we were able to give money to a lot of organizations that were helping low-income families and homeless families um, within the area, especially right now with like the COVID-19 pandemic, like a lot of people are house insecure or food insecure or what have you. So it was definitely nice to be able to do that. And then from there, it kind of just like spiraled on and on. It was kind of like, just like this craving that like I couldn't satisfy. Um, I'm involved with this other organization called like Montgomery County Students for Change. Um, so again, another kind of like social justice organization that I've been able to do a lot with them about removing police from my schools um, redistricting um, my county, um, just like general things around that area. From there, I think I started, yeah, from there I started to meet with um, a lot of my county council. So the way it kind of works in Maryland is that we don't really have governors, but we have like county executives and like county councils. So like your school district is kind of like your jurisdiction in a way. 
Um, and then so my school district is like 25, 26 high schools. Um, so we're like a pretty like big school district. And so we have like a county council that like kind of like oversees stuff, writes like local laws. And so I'm lucky to be on two student advisory boards for two council members, um, the former council president and then another at large member. And so with them, I've been able to do a lot of stuff regarding climate change um, within my communities and really working on advocating for bills that would help fight climate change. Um, so right now I'm currently in the works of hosting and testifying for this bill called um, Farm Solar, which would pretty much allow like farmers to use a certain percent of their land for solar panels, um, which is really cool because it's really odd, I guess, like how it works where I live. But right now, like if something's zoned for a certain thing, you can't use it for anything else. So like if uh, area zoned for like residential like property, then it can only be used for like houses, like apartments, townhouses, stuff like that. Um, if something's zoned as like a school like area, then again, they could only be used for like school stuff. Um, and then so with agricultural land or like agricultural reserve land, that can only be used for like crops and like stuff like that. Um, but we found that being able to like dual use it for crops and solar panels would be able to like help us as a county move away from like fossil fuels and oil and coal and more towards like green like renewable energy um so right now i'm currently working on hosting a town hall on that which is actually this monday um it's definitely been hectic to like do all this work and apply to college and like be in school um but i'm like super passionate about like work like this so it's definitely something i take a lot of pleasure and pride in yeah, for sure. I love how involved you are and you're definitely very knowledgeable about it. I'm sure you'll find a lot of outlets to get involved with that stuff at Princeton. So that's really exciting. And I know you're interested in SPIA, which I think is a super unique major to Princeton. So after you've applied to college, now you've gotten into your dream school. I know you still have half of your senior year left. So do you have any ideas other things you want to do maybe you have more free time now or are you just looking forward to chill and relax and then eventually go to Princeton yeah for sure um so yeah right now my entire like school district is online and we've been like online ever since um the pandemic started pretty much um so it's definitely been like very different and very odd like before I'd go to classes as soon as they're over I'd like head to club meetings and stuff like that but now it's like pretty much just jumping from like zoom to zoom um, but I'm definitely am looking forward to relaxing, but at the same time also being able to have more time to dive into like my advocacy work. Um, I always felt like I was doing like a thousand things at once, like in this fall semester or like my to-do list, I swear would like, I would do like five things and by the end of the day, like there'd be like 10 more things on there. So it's definitely nice to be able to relax, but also really just dive into things I'm passionate about. Yeah, definitely. I think that COVID now thinking back to what you said previously too, I think that COVID has been good in the sense that there have been more virtual advocacy work opportunities popping up that you've obviously gotten involved with and other people have just realized how important service is. So I think you can definitely continue with that throughout the rest of your senior year and that's really exciting. So to wrap this episode up, I was thinking I could do like three rapid fire questions. And well, before that, do you know any LA students at Princeton or are you still, well, you'll get to know your future classmates soon when decisions come out later, but do you know any other current students at Princeton or are you looking to just meet people as you go? Um, yeah, for sure. So I actually know one girl um, at Princeton, her name's Mindy. 
Um, and so she's a class of 23. And I know her because she went to one of my neighboring high schools. Um, and so I think, honestly, I think she was like the last person from my county to get into Princeton. Um, and so that was like two years ago. Um, and so I, I met her through this thing that one of my organizations was doing where pretty much they would like pair you with like someone who went to like one of your top schools mm -hmm. um, in order to just like have you like talk, like talk to them about it, get to know the school. Um, and so she's been awesome. Like she like completely like won me over on Princeton. Like um, she's been super nice. Like we've Zoomed uh, a, few, a few times. And so, yeah, it's been like pretty awesome. And just like knowing that there's people like at Princeton who like are super nice, super friendly. Um, like it's definitely been very helpful and very reassuring. Um, I think I mentioned this earlier, but like where I'm like from, like not many people go to like top schools. Um, and so I do kind of expect a bit of like a culture shock. Um, I go to minority majority school, so it's definitely demographically will be different, but I'm still like very excited. Um, I think I'm a very social person, so I'm really excited really to just like get know, to know everybody, get to meet new people. Um, I'm always down to like have a chat, have lunch, like anything like that. Like I love going to club meetings, like meeting new people, talking to people who share interests um, and stuff like that. So I'm very happy with that. And then in terms of the class of 25, I have met a few, or actually not a few, a pretty uh, big handful of my classmates. So I wanna say, yeah, 99 students got matched to Princeton through Westbridge. Um, and so I wanna say I've met like about 70 of them because um, we had like this group chat, but I don't think we've been able to like reach everybody. Um, and then from there, honestly, Instagram is like insane because I swear like all of my like suggested follows are like class of like 24s or like classes 23s. <laughs> so it's like pretty crazy. But um, yeah, honestly, like I've met like a few people like just through social media and just like through talking um, and everyone again, has like been super nice, like willing to answer questions and just like really happy to be a part of uh, like Princeton's community. So I'm definitely excited to get there. Yes, we're super excited to welcome you. And you know, you're on the podcast, so I bet a lot of 24s, maybe anyone else who listens, will love to get to know you too. Yeah. So I have three random questions and then we can wrap up the episode. But we've been in quarantine for a very long time. What has your favorite quarantine hobby been? Or have you learned anything new? Let's see. Um, honestly, I've learned that staying up until like 5 a.m. 5 a.m. on Zoom is very fun. Like, so me and my friends will literally just like hop on a Zoom at like 10 and we'll stay on there until like everyone like knocks out pretty much um, until it's like the last man standing. Um, and so that's been pretty different and pretty crazy. I mean, like I haven't really gone out much just because of, you know, like following like CDC guidelines and like stuff like that. Um, honestly, I think the last time I saw friends in person was probably August and we're in almost February now. So it's been a really long time. Yeah, that doesn't um, even yeah. feel like that long ago, but I, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> no, I agree. Like, it feels like I just like saw them yesterday, but yeah, definitely. Like, time has been going by like so fast, but definitely just like keeping up um, with people via Zoom. And honestly, you know, like this pandemic is a very devastating thing to like a lot of people, a lot of communities. Um, but I think it also has shed some light on e-communications and like virtual communications. Um, and so right. I've really been able to like get involved with a lot of more things because of it. So. Zoom yeah. has definitely become able my to life now. Quit this podcast because of COVID. I would probably never have met you, maybe until later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, do you have a favorite app on your phone? Favorite app? Um, this is a hard one. Okay, it's probably it's side between TikTok and Twitter. Um, I spend like most of my day like scrolling on one of those. <laughs> um, 
and I personally run like a TikTok account that has gained quite a large traction. Um, so I've definitely been like kind of, I don't want to say obsessed, but that's definitely take a, taken up a lot of my time throughout quarantine, especially at the beginning when there's really just like nothing to do and nobody knew like <laughs> what was going on in the world. Um, that was like kind of my escape for a little bit. Um, so yeah, definitely those two apps. TikTok is fun. I don't have it, but I think I downloaded it for like two days, but I knew I would go down a rabbit hole, but maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll get it again. It is fun. And what is something that people would probably not know about you upon first glance? Not know about me. Okay, this is a very... I feel like this is just like a fun fact question the, fact. with the twist. Okay. Um, well, okay. This one's usually like a jaw drop, a jaw drop for a while. Um, but I've been in a coma before. So I think How that's like a long? Pretty, um, I think it was like a week. I actually don't remember it like at all. Oh my gosh. Um, but my family definitely remembers it. <laughs> um but yeah I don't know that's always kind of like my party trick whenever people ask me something like that I'm like yeah like yeah I definitely was not expecting that (laughs) no yeah I've um a lot of my friends have like started this thing and now they call me like coma boy (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's pretty um you know now I can like laugh back at it definitely during it I don't think it was very enjoyable for my family um but yeah I think that's a pretty interesting and unique thing about me that is definitely interesting. Do you want to share how you got the coma or is it just too complicated of a story? Um, so it's actually not like that complicated, I feel like. But so basically when I was born, I was born like two months early. Um, and so I was like a preemie baby and I had like a lot of medical complications. And so I want to say I was like seven or eight months when it happened. But I had to have surgery because I think like my, like small intestine like ripped through my like abdominal wall or something like that no. um yeah yeah and then so I had to get like that repaired and then pretty much I just like didn't wake up from like the surgery for like a week um and the doctors just like didn't really know what to do I think they like gave me too much anesthesia or something and I just like or like I had a bad reaction like I really don't know like why I was like in a coma um but yeah I was in one for like a week and I mean I was like seven or eight months old so like I don't really remember um, and I don't think I would remember because like, I'm pretty sure, you know, well, I mean, like, even though I've been in a coma, I don't remember that time period at all. So I don't yeah. know if I did remember or not, but yeah. And I just, um, you know, when my family tells me and stuff, it's like very surreal because I have like no recollection of it. Yeah, that does sound scary, but I'm very glad that you were okay after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, for sure. Definitely a story for the books. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining the podcast. This is really fun to get to know you and I'm really excited to see you. Hopefully you'll be on campus and then we can meet all the 25s and then it'll be a fun time. But if you want to plug your Instagram, any way that people can contact you, feel free to do so. All right, yeah, for sure. Um, So my ads on like everything are like OFC Allen. So like OFC A-L-A-N. Some of them will have two N, some of them just one, depending on if the username was taken or not, but yeah, look forward to meeting everyone, meeting the Princeton community. Super stoked, super excited, and I can't wait to get there. Yes, hit him up. And thanks to Alan, our first 25 feature on the podcast, and we hope that everyone enjoyed and has a great day. All right, bye everyone. Bye guys.